podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Recording. Uh, okay. Woo! We are in the uh, literary briefs episode of Drinking with Authors. I'm your host, Erica Lance. J.M. Paquette. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, I should have said with me as always. Well, we're going to get to the guests, which is Robert Bevan, who I'm totally no growing about. So I'm not going to lie because we already recorded an episode. I drank an entire bottle of 19 Crimes Banished, which is fucking awesome and is hitting me like a fucking ton of bricks. Jen, what boring drink are you drinking because you're alcohol free? I'm drinking a blackberry bubbly. Okay, cool. Robert, what are you drinking to not be as lame as Jen? I, I don't know that I can claim that. I'm drinking, <laughs> I'm drinking Bud Light. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, this you is, know, hash, I'm, hash, I'm, not, I'm not trying to impress anyone. You don't have to impress a single fucking person. I'm um, to impress Jen. I, oh. I would. She's actually the smarter of the two of us, to be honest. Jen, are you um, impressed? Totally impressed. <laughs> Thank you. That's okay. I, I'll be honest. When I said, hey, I actually got Robert Bevan to do this podcast, Jen, because I have a couple of different co-hosts that do this with me, was like, oh, my God, I need to do this podcast. <laughs> I was like, the critical failures guy? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's um, yeah, you that's have two right total epic fangirls here doing this, maintaining our composure kind of barely on this. Okay. Robert Bevan. Okay, rapid fire question. Ready? What is your favorite book of all time? All right. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Fuck yes. 42, the Lancer, Life, the Universe, and everything. Well, you didn't ask a really specific question. I how, fucking love that book. How okay. do you feel about Dirk Gently? I, 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 like, I like the books. I, uh, I was pleasantly slash unpleasantly surprised by the TV series. Uh, oh. Well, no. I was both. It, it wasn't, it was absolutely not the books, but it was something different and refreshing. Oh, that's a good question for later. But what is your least favorite book of all time? I don't know. <laughs> okay, you know what? There's like a book. I don't care if it's something somebody made you read in fucking high school because we had reading lists, which they uh, don't apparently well, right, have hey, anymore. We, we can edit out Dead Space, right? Uh, <laughs> my producer is fucking one of the most brilliant people, but no, he thinks it's fucking funny when we have <laughs> we'll, we'll play Jeopardy music. Uh, da, na, na, na. Uh, you, um, do you finish books? Like, if you start reading and you fucking are not interested in a book, do you throw it away? No, not if I pay money for it. So, so um, then is there a book that you've read because you paid money for it that you were like, what the actual fuck? What is this? Uh, uh, does, does it count if I don't remember the name? Yes. Describe. Uh, there's a, there's a, like a, yeah, back in, back in the day when I was a, a, a young self-published author, I'd, uh, <laughs> I, that's not funny. It's fucking hysterical, uh, but God, it was a Wednesday. Continue on with your story. I was, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, 
uh, grab whatever was free from other self-published authors that are trying to get their name up there and, uh, you know, just, you know, they put their books out for free and I said, all right, I'll, I'll purchase your, your free book to support you. And I was on a, on a plane ride to Korea and, and I, I read one, it was like a murder mystery and like, the uh, the big clue was like after fifty years or something, the 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 key was on the on resting atop the blade of a ceiling fan. Are you uh, fucking kidding me? It was no, on the ceiling no. fan. Yes, and then and, and you know, fifty years later, they found it. It, it hadn't fallen down in 50 years. Or, or, Why the fuck did was, they have a ceiling fan for 50 if, years? I don't no know. No one cleaned that fan ever. But it was like, but yeah, the stewardess like passed me a few times and said, yeah, you all right? Yeah. <laughs> did you not ask for more liquor? I'm, I'm trying to read this book. I'm all right. <laughs> no, just like, yeah, like, are you asleep? Are you awake? Do you want food? No. Um, yeah, it was a shitty book, and sorry if if you recognize what I'm describing as your book, listeners. Are you actually apologetic for it? Um, yeah, I don't want to shit on anybody. It's a it's a hard slog. This is a tough gig. It is, <laughs> but get a fucking yeah. editor. Get well, somebody no, who understands no, a fucking story plot line. No, no, Maybe no, in the no. years since that if, person has improved. Maybe, yeah. But if if they're not actually like a you know a racist asshole or something, you know, I I don't want to shit on anybody. I, I mean, I, I want to shit on those people, obviously. But I don't I don't want to shit anybody that's just trying trying to make a living. It it. Okay, I'll give you a little bit of that. Part of me, though, is like, get in a fucking editor, get somebody, get beta readers, get people to read your stories. Because the problem is you read that book, but you're not like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy the sequel. Are you going to buy the sequel to that book? No, I don't don't know if you even finished that book. (laughs) That's my point. If you're going to be an artisan of the craft, I mean, of course, maybe other people out in the world like right, your but, book. But. I mean, that that person knows that they're not doing very well. They don't need me to shit on them on top of that. That's fine. You don't even know the book title, so you can't That's true. proverbially shit on them. And if somebody did read that book, they might very well be like, yeah, what he fucking said. That thing was terrible. That's fine. Okay. Next question. Jen, you're supposed to have a list of questions. Did oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on this. <laughs> um, Jen just told me she had a list of fucking questions, I and did, now nothing's I, I coming out of her mouth. Have a list of, well, here's one thing. All right, so D&D, did you just play D&D, or did you, like, delve into Because third edition was D20. Did you play Star Wars or Modern, or did you get into Other Worlds, or just the medieval? No. Um, back in the day, back in, like, middle school, early high school, I'd, I'd play uh, other TSR games. I played Top Secret quite a bit. Do you guys know this? Oh, fuck yeah. We know that game. That was fun. Uh, we played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the role-playing game. I had a cat burglar. Literally, it was a cat that was a burglar. I thought that was fucking hysterical at the time. 
Shadowrun and Torg days. Okay, so um, how many dice do you have? I got, I got tons. Um, do you have a Crown Royal bag for them? <laughs> I, got, I got better than that. Oh, I got. They have the right. I just I, saw I, you have a I D20 have, on your shirt. That's awesome. I do have a Crown Royal oh, okay, bag. It is a Crown Royal there bag. Is. Every gamer has the Crown Royal bag. But then at Renaissance Festival, they Even sell better. the cool D20 fancy. Ah, <gasps> oh, see? Oh, my God. Cool. There's a Creatures and Caverns bag. How does one get the Creatures and Caverns bag? It's on Amazon. On Amazon. The actual hold on, I'm fucking looking that up right now on the fucking podcast. Because if that's a thing, I didn't know that was a thing. Jen, ask another question while I search the creatures and caverns bag. (laughs) Is there other swag for creatures and caverns, or just a dice bag? Do you have like shirts and stuff? Oh, oh, what? Oh, okay. What is, is it like a? Oh, you guys sell dice. Sweet. I do. That's, uh, these are the these are the basic dice. These are they're metal. They're they're heavy. They're nice. They're fun. But I also you, sell. You really keep them in a case like that? Do you ever use well, them, or are they bad dice? Uh, I don't. No, I don't use them because I don't play physical games with oh. people anymore. But okay. there's also pimp dice. Check this shit what out. the crap, Six? I'm searching this on Amazon right now and it's not this being is amazing. nice to me. Oh. Hold on. All right, I'm... he's showing there. It's a box. It has black dice with gold trim. No, on these it. are very... purple dice. Are they purple? Trim. Oh, they look black. Okay, look you are. Well, you're not helping me, Dad. All right. It's the lighting. They're really those, cool. Yeah, those oh, are the pimp awesome. dice. Hold on. Hold on. Dice. I'm going to search dice because that might Here, help wait, me. Uh, wait, wait a second. I, I'll give you a link. Oh, I just found them. Oh, oh my God. Pimp dice. They're literally pimp called dice. pimp dice. Yes, they are. What else would they be Fucking called? Fucking A. That is going into my shopping cart right now. Don't worry, Jen. I got you a set. Awesome. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, Google has a, a dice roller. It's terrible, by the way. It rolls more ones than anything else in my life. Since we're playing D&D virtually now, do you do you use just an online roller? or? Uh, uh, we use... Uh, Roll20.net. Oh, okay. Yeah. I used uh, D&D Beyond now. That's where all my characters are. And I just found out that you can roll on there, which is awesome. Um, so there is a bag of holding online, too. Ask um, a better question, but I'm just saying there's a bag of holding bag that's holding. a backpack. I was I was leading oh, up to Oh, yeah, um, there's a whole lot of shit on there. There is. I'm fucking... It's shit out of this. Ask a question. Up, filling up her Amazon cart. I, I am. Um, <laughs> do you still play now? Like, are you still Friday nights or like, is it as you Thursday are busy nights. Thursday, but you still play with the same people every week? Oh, the Authors of Dragons podcast. Yes. Okay. So that's your, that's your game. Do you have other games? That's it. Or? No. Okay. I, I don't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your friend. Thank you. Yeah. There is a Creatures and Caverns tote bag that says, I believe you'll find the rule clearly spelled on a page. Fuck you. I'm the Dungeon Master. <laughs> yes. That is every game we've ever played. It is every game we've ever played. I'm not going to lie. It's making me very happy this entire search right now. So, deep, okay. Deep dive into it. There's a lot of fun stuff. Oh, I am totally deep diving into it. It's <laughs> fucking happening right now. You have no idea. Down the rabbit hole. 
Um, so have you ever, um, like, what is your, um, what do you think your pitfalls as a writer are? Like, what are your bad habits? Uh, I don't know, maybe pantsing. Well, as far as productivity goes, I, I think pantsing for me is a good way to keep myself and the readers surprised. It's not very good for productivity, though. If I could outline, if I knew how to outline, I could probably get this shit done so much faster. Do you have certain words that you overuse that when you go back and reread, you have to fix? Probably. <laughs> well, Thanks, okay. Jen, for asking that fucking question. Uh, Do you see why uh, she's not paid the big, big bucks right now? No, that was a completely fair question for her. Not a good You are super me. fucking nice to Jen right now. I'm not going to lie. Everybody you're, you're is. What the fuck? fuck? <laughs> this, this is the dynamic of our relationship. It oh, is. Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. Uh, it was a fair question. Uh, I just don't know. Um, there's, uh, I probably overused suddenly. Um, is everybody suddenly doing something? No, it's just like. Suddenly it occurred to her or something like that. Mm -hmm. I have to say everybody realizes things in my story. They all realize and everybody in Jen's stories, everybody fucking shrugs all the time. I don't understand that. So much. So much shrugging. There's a a lot of, a lot of turning. She turned to him and yeah, like, and that's, and the worst part of that is that's my, like trying to stop overusing the word look. She looked at him. No, she turned to him. And oh, now I'm overusing this word. Oh. So what's your editing process? Like you, you when you finish uh, a draft, what do you do? Well, I, I do what I do. And then I go over it and look for words like she turned to him or she looked at him. And, and do my best to change those into something else and then I send it to my editor and then she gets angry with me because I still overuse them all. But uh, <laughs> let me tell you this, this uh, if you're interested in the craft this might interest you. The uh, the first draft of Critical Failures won. I sent it I sent it to uh, I was this was like a not a, a professional editor relationship at the time. This was like, all right, uh, a beta reading exchange. You look at my shit, I'll look at your shit. And uh, so I sent, her, I sent her my manuscript, and she said, because yeah, I, I was trying to write in the, in the style of Douglas Adams, like, you know, third-person omniscient. And, um, and she just wrote back, you don't know how to write third-person omniscient. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know what she meant? Well, no, I mean, she she didn't just say that. She explained okay. it a bit more. But, uh, I mean, I looked over it, and, yeah, she was right. So I did it more in a, in a, a Song of Ice and Fire style where every chapter was from the, you know, strict point of view of one character. And um, I rewrote the whole thing because this rando-ass woman that I've never met before told me I didn't know how to write. And uh, 
that ended up working. <laughs> she was right. I stuck with her and eventually started paying her. <laughs> wow. Nice. Do you have cups? I'm like a little bit obsessed with the, I need to put down my fucking phone right now. I put so much shit in my shopping cart. I'm going to get that in a minute. Jen, do you want purple dice or black dice with red? Oh, black and red. I figured you would. Okay, moving on. I can't find the fucking bags on there, though, so you're going to have to send me the link for the bags. For the dice. Yeah. I don't know. Um, All right, we'll talk about that later. We can talk about that later. Let's talk a little bit about your inspirations. Who inspires you as a writer? Well, I, I said the big one is Douglas Adams. I um, I I I think I read, um, what's, God damn it, what's his name? Um, ah, uh, comic com, comic fantasy writer. Come on, hand it to what's me. What's the series? Neil Gaiman. No, uh, Discworld. Uh, Terry Pratchett. Terry Pratchett. I think I read them too late, because when when I started to read them, I, I, I didn't appreciate it. I thought this is this is Douglas Adams, but not as funny. Sorry, Douglas Adams everyone. had a bit to him that was pretty fucking epic. I remember but, reading. You know, but I, I bet if I had started Douglas Adams at the same time I started Terry Pratchett, I might have thought the same thing. But I don't know that. What do you think about all the writers that you do the podcast with? Do you read their books? Some of them. And not as much as I'd like. I, I just, oh, I don't, I mean, you said you read 80 books a year. I, I don't, uh, if you write, how do you have all the time? Because uh, I, I, I do both. I think it's important I, as a, a writer to I, read. I know it absolutely is, but I don't do it. I wish I did. I wish I had the discipline. I have at night before bed. I do because I think that it helps me to, I don't know, be a better writer about stuff. Like I watch how people do. Because I write chick lit erotica and then I write horror books that do not have happy endings. So I have to kind of feed off of what other people have found as good little tweaks to their books and stuff like that. I, not that either one of those is. No, I guess they're sexy and fun, but <laughs> well, they better be. Yeah, no, they're super sexy and fun, but it. I think that it makes me a better writer to be a good reader. But I'm one of those nerds that fucking just read so much as a kid, and hence the reason I got into D and D. I got into D and D when I was 14, which I am disgusted to say was 33 years ago that I started playing Dungeons and Dragons. I fucking math. That's how we met. That is how we met. That's how I met the amazing and illustrious J.M. Pagat here, who is... I just showed up at her house one day. She did. (laughs) It was very creepy. I heard there was a game. Please let me in. Um, It was a gated community. She had to call me. I wasn't surprised. Mm -hmm. But but we we played Dungeons & Dragons together, me and Jen, for like 20 plus years now we still play Dungeons and Dragons not right now but we've played for years and years and years my favorite character is a rogue as well not gonna lie let me ask you why is that I like the rogue because I feel like I I don't like being a tank 
I don't like being a fucking wizard because they're squishy. I feel like a rogue has all the advantages of being literally the epic, most coolest character in the game. I, I'm just a firm believer. Like when I do my rogues, I do them in a way that they can do pretty, even if I have a shitty roles and stuff The okay. I take it back. The best character I ever had was a Cavalier, which was in 2.5 or 3.0 edition D&D. And it was, and we're, we're saying this, and people are listening to the podcast, their author's like, I have no idea what she's talking about. But um, I had a Cavalier, and she had a 7 Wisdom, which, just for anybody listening, 12 is average, so she was fucking stupid. And she had no street smarts and thought she was the greatest thing in the world. It was actually the funnest character I ever played. Her name was that Murphy of Waterdeep. Yeah, so everywhere she went, she was like, my name is Murphy of Waterdeep. Have you heard of me? And she assumed just everybody had heard of her. She went from being like this. The way that, kind of, <laughs> yeah, basically. Exactly. So she went from having created all of the, just being in the right place at the right time to look like she was like this epic character. And she totally was the worst character in the entire fucking world. Like, she was terrible. <laughs> But it was a lot of fun to play, but all the other characters I've played, even in online games, have been rogues, because I think they get the best abilities. Well, I, I, I mean, especially, uh, I've been diving into that a little bit in Book 8, uh, w- with the character who, who finds out he's a rogue, and uh, he's, I mean, compared to the other characters, he's just not impressed with his abilities. However... I personally like being a rogue because, yeah, kind of for the same reason. Because um, I feel like that's like if I were to be a character in one of these stories or or campaigns, that's the most that's the one I could most easily actually be. Like, yeah, you know, I don't have magical powers. I can't fight for shit. But I can like hide and stuff, <laughs> you know. I uh, this is like if it was me, like like yeah, like we can, we went into in the beginning of the, in the episode where uh, yeah, if if it was just me thrown into a game world, not as a not even as a character, not even as a, like a rolled character, just just straight up me. That's the the one I could feel most easy to emulate. You know what I mean? Totally. Totally. No, I, I, hence, I I love rogues because I think they're slightly underestimated in how fucking badass they can be. Like, you know, fighters are like, I'm going to be this great fighter. And you're like, I can do way more fucking damage if I sneak up on that shit. Like, I can fucking kill it. You can't kills me i can't play a rogue i have to play distance even in wow i tried I, I played a rogue for a while and i was like no melee i do not enjoy i want to kill you from a distance i have a ranger right now and rangers in the new D are badass like she's stronger than the fighter in the group so i always play a halfling though of course she does oh, let me just discuss jen's characters Always these epic badasses that have this integral secret that nobody listens to, period, in any game. Ergo, they become ignored, and we go down the plot line anyway, regardless of what they say, and then they die. My characters <laughs> usually do die. 
but it's true. It's fine. It's fine. It moves the story forward. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your favorite stuff to read? I don't. I don't read as much as I like. Uh, and now you're outing me as a, a illiterate fuck. <laughs> well, that was literally uh, my goal. I was like, you know what, Robert, fuck him. He's an illiterate fuck. I'm going to out him. No, just what is your, what do you like to right, read? I'll, I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples. Do you know, do you know Jasper Ford? Yes. Love All right. those. Yeah. See, even here, I'm going to disappoint. Because. <laughs> You're not disappointing. <laughs> what do you awesome. mean, even here? I'm so excited. No. All right. I like Jasper Ford. But I like, I like his nursery crime series. I haven't read his other stuff because I don't feel well read enough to get the references. You can still appreciate it without getting every joke. Can you? I, yeah. I don't know. I I haven't dared. I I want to I, I I want to read all the other shit and but I don't I don't actually want to. <laughs> I I only want to to appreciate his take on it. He he but, still has uh, the same clever voice and and turns of phrase. It's pretty. It's fun to read. You, have you read the nursery crimes? Yeah. So it has, it's are a different... They, are they not great? They really are. I, uh, I, I just like the voice, um, the, yeah. the way that he... Yeah, it's good stuff. But the Air Affair is the first one, and it's definitely... You don't have to know even anything about Jane Eyre to, to read it. It's still yeah, just it, a mystery. It, it helps, though, doesn't it? Yeah, but you, I mean... You appreciate it more. Yeah, but it's, it's like, you I know... Gotta, if, but if but you, I got to read Jane Eyre. No, if it's just like like you're a gamer, you could watch somebody play like you. I mean, you could, but you could watch somebody play Shadowrun. It's not a game that you're familiar with or a system you know, but you know enough about the mechanics to follow. I don't so. know anything about Jane Eyre. You don't need to just just read the Air Affair and you'll get through it. Although Jane Eyre is it, Jane Eyre is really weepy, um, and and the end is is a little silly, but it's it's how okay. long how long is Jane? Is that a big book? Don't fucking read that book. That book is so fucking long. It is not worth reading. Shut up, PhD English literature. Nobody's interested. Fuck The only reason I want to read Jane Eyre is because I want to read The Air Affair afterwards. You don't need to read Jane Eyre. It it has nothing really to do with it. They just, like, yeah, it's... It's if you're not the kind of person. Have you read Jane Eyre? Yeah, I fucking fuck no. you, I don't threw it down. It, it was terrible. <laughs> I, I want to hear this from someone who hasn't read Jane Eyre and still okay. appreciates it. I because I I know I know what Humpty Dumpty is. And that helped my appreciation. <laughs> but if but if you're reading a breezy. book. Where you had never heard of Humpty Dumpty, they would just be like, the "Big egg fell off." No, wall, no, no, no. That, then I would not have appreciated as as much at all. Do you see why she gets killed in every fucking campaign she's in? I'm not lying. This is why. Uh, I love her. She's one of the sweetest people in the world. But shut up. <laughs> Jane Eyre is one of the few. Like I, I read because I went to school. I had to read all these books. I did not enjoy all of I them. I went like, to school. <laughs> no, like I went, I went to school for as long as you can go to school. 
Um, no, I could still be going to school and, and be fine. But I see the part of the reason why I read so much now is because I get to pick what I read because for so many years I had to read like Jane Eyre. I actually enjoyed, but I had to read some shit and I'll be honest. Like I had to read Sylvia Plath. I'm sorry. I know people love her. I can't stand her. And I, I hated the bell jar, but I got through it. And like Virginia Woolf, Virginia Woolf, if she didn't drown herself, like I would drown her today. I swear to God, I hate that. I hate those books, but I read them because I had to. So now today I'm like, I'm going to read this ridiculous book because it's for me. And yeah, I just went on a rant. Wow. You got Jen on a rant. First of all, you get a gold star for that. Just so you know, because normally she doesn't fucking go on those kind of rants. But Jane Eyre is one of the ones that was actually enjoyable. Weathering Heights, on the other hand, I was like, you guys both suck and I hope you die. (laughs) Well, I, I mean, I, I want to, I just want to put in the effort. If I'm going to read the airfare, I want to read Jen Air first. Okay, you I, let I us know how that goes when you actually fucking read it, because it's happened. fucking terrible. No, you know what? There's a science fiction version of Jane Eyre that's a, like uh, an no, AI I don't version. Fake Jane Eyre. <laughs> I want, I want to read the reference material. That is going to help me get get the references and then go the book the fucking audio book. You can do it while you're going on your five mile fucking walk. That is true. No, I sweat too much. the The earbuds won't stay in. I got uh, like got these. Look at my ears. They're like, like weird. Your ears are not <laughs> weird. Ears are not weird. They're, They're fine. freakishly small. They they are very small. But uh, the headphones you're wearing for right now, fucking plug them into your phone and listen to the damn Jane Eyre. Audiobook. I'll, I'll figure it out. Because just for the record, I think that's wasted time. But that doesn't matter. So, um, have, you, are have, there, you, have you read The Air Affair? I started, no, I started reading Jane Eyre, though, and I fucking, ugh. I, I, there are some books that I just cannot. Oh, Jen. Absolute, yeah. Is The Air Affair worth reading Jane Eyre? The Air Affair is really good. It's a really great, like, I love the series by Jasper Ford. And uh, you. Is it know. worth reading the air? Is it worth reading Jane Eyre? I think so. I like Jane Eyre. I, I believe you because I, I, I like what I've read of Jasper Ford. It's a slow I, I burn. Love the guy. It's, it's a romance, but it, it's, it's got some moments where, I don't know, I, I enjoyed it. Um, Robert, I should uh, well, warn you, Jen is one of the nicest people in the entire what? fucking universe, and I love her, and there are very few things in this world that she actually hates and dislikes, so take everything she just said with that little caveat that she is not the meanest person in the entire universe, or even she's, close to she's like... Read, she's read Jasper Ford, I, I, I trust her that far. You yeah, should, those are good. Ask her how mad she got at the Drizzt series. Okay, I love R.A. Salvatore in my soul, and uh, Drizzt is my favorite character, favorite epic character, and I put the book down because he spent, he watched from a distance. Did you did you read Drizzt? Do you read the no. Drizzt Jordans? No? All right. There's a moment where he watches from a distance and he thinks his friends are dead, and he doesn't go and find out, because of course they're not dead, because why would they be dead? R.A. Salvatore only kills Chewbacca. So you have um, an entire book where he does, I got so pissed, I was done. 
But I was mad at R.A. Salvatore because he killed El Brian by pushing him off a roof. And then the bad guy comes along and ganks him. And the book is about Pony. And I was like, oh, how could you just do this to me? I'm done. Ask, ask what she did when she met R.A. Salvatore. I told him that I loved his books. He was really nice. He was very specific. Um, asking me about his uh, characters. It was so, fun to meet so him. So what, what I'm getting from this is, fuck Chewbacca. Apparently so. Yeah. Oh my god, that is literally what you could take from this conversation, and I would think it was epic. <laughs> okay, Jen, do you have one final question? Um, By your dramatic pause and not a hookup in the technology, I'd go with no. What is your next book about? Uh, well, I mean, Critical Fear is nine. Um, uh, I, I, I want to say this book, the, ne- the the subtitle for this book is called No Holds Barred, B-A-R-D. Um, <laughs> but that's what I wanted to name the last three books, and it hasn't happened yet because I, have, I haven't gotten to the point where I wanted to get by the point I'm hoping to get to by the end of this book. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to get there this time because uh, there's nowhere else to go. And when is this book coming out? And and because I, I would have just continued writing and called that book this if I didn't think of the title Galleons of Seamen. I fucking love that title. Okay, yeah, when is too. the book coming you out? You can't think of that and not write that. When's it coming out? This I've new. I've I'm like five percent in. I have no idea. Five percent in, so that could come out in twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Probably twenty twenty one. That disappoints me. You can write two thousand words a day. You can get this shit done in a couple months. Uh, I've written jack shit today because this is the third podcast I've been on today, but. Um, I feel like there's I mean, a little blame. Could. I'm going to take it. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. <laughs> no. Like, all right. This is all right. This is the third podcast I've been on today, but the first two podcasts I was drinking during, I was never getting any writing done today. Well, you know, I, I feel with the amount of alcohol you've consumed today that you could write one of the most epic dialogue scenes for this next book, if you just went and did that right now, no, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> Put it in my bag. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not one of those guys. Uh, I don't. I don't write drunk and edit sober. I, I, I write sober and, and drink later. I can't. Uh, I just can't write right now. I I feel you on that completely. You have been one of the most phenomenal guests. And I've totally, I know, right? you have been phenomenal and I'm so glad to have met you because you are literally one of my literary heroes. Your books are so amazing. And I understand they're not like, ah, as far as you're concerned, but they are fucking epic and made a huge impact on my life. So thank you for that. Well, thank you too. Yes. So shameless self-promotion plug. How do people find you? Um, 
Well, I think I said that already, right? I know, no. but you said it on oh. the last podcast. You got to say it oh. on this one, too. Oh, this is a different thing. Okay. Different one. Um, different episode. Uh, Facebook.com slash Robert Bevan Books. That's R-O-B-E-R-T-B-E-V-A-N Books. Or CavernsAndCreatures.com. That's Caverns dash and dash creatures.com uh, or um, look me up on Amazon Robert Bevan B-E-V-A-N so I'm going to say as one of the hosts of this podcast his series is literally one of my favorite series to read I don't care if you're a gamer or you're a nerd this is literally one of the best series that you can read for characters and plot lines and stories, you will fucking love it. So buy his books, all of them, because they're fucking witty and funny. Go ahead, Jen. We ne- what, what is your advice for new authors? What oh, I forgot to ask that. New authors. Um, pump out some words. Just every day. Set a goal. Do it. I, uh, I, I, I like to do a thousand words a day. Um, but even if it's 500, if you're just getting started, just set a goal. I mean, five, anybody can do 500 words a day. That's not, but, uh, you know, you do that, what is, what is a novel? 100,000 words? So it takes 200 days to get 100,000 words. That's, that's a big novel. You can do that. And that's, that's big. You, you, you got that. Um, just keep it up. It, little little chunks add up into big chunks. It's a uh, ah here some some uh, cliche shit. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But no, that's it's absolutely true. I mean, just the little chunks add up into big chunks, and it's just. So it's so daunting at first when you know you want to write this this lengthy work and uh, and, and you you write a little bit you write you write three hundred words holy shit what what am I what have I gotten myself into but no yeah you keep going. You keep going, and it's so hard because you know you're not going to get. It's especially hard because you never know if you're going to get paid. Like when, even when you finish, you, you oh, I got my my hundred thousand words, my two hundred thousand word epic length novel. It's finally finished. It's edited. It's you know, I, I pay for this book cover. I pay for the editing. No, it was shit. That's always a possibility. It's true. But, we do it for the passion. Yeah, well, I mean, the passion is one reason to do it, and money is another. I mean, I'm, I like it when both happen. Both. Yeah. <laughs> yes. but, it's um, kind of like the act and the orgasm. It's Get a business. It's you a have passion. been thoroughly fucking amazing thank you so much for being on the podcast oh thank you for inviting me 
have, this really made my Saturday evening. Awesome. Thank you so much. So I've been Erica Lance. J.M. Paquette. And this has been Drinking with Authors. 